0: Happy Monday, friends! It's launch day here at the Confident Homemaker Collective. I'm Elizabeth, and today begins our Monday motivation segment. Mondays are for focusing our hearts, minds, and intentions on the Lord for the week. And I have already actually recorded this podcast, but I accidentally muted my mic, so... (laughs) This is, it's just been kind of silly, but I'm super excited for our talk this week. We're going to start strong and we're talking on the topic of fear. All right. So I know you're thinking, Liz, I don't think I can talk through this right now. Fear is a scary subject and that is totally fine. The weight of the world and everything going on around us feels so heavy right now. And I get it. I know that heaviness can cause some people to become really anxious and spiral. And rest assured, we're not talking about any specifics. We are talking about the one who has victory over fear and how to rest in that. So, I'm the kind of person that when she lays her head down at night to go to sleep and everything from the day just has to pop into my mind or my to-do list for the next day just consumes me. And I often get in my head and release all of that chaos, and it can cause me not to sleep. It was causing me, at the beginning of the year, to get maybe like two to three hours of sleep at night, and as bad as it sounds, I was napping during the day because I was exhausted. The state of the world was consuming me. I thought if I watched enough TikTok videos or paid enough attention to everything, I could control the situation. But trying to control it led me to having more fear. And we often hear in the Christian community to have faith over our fear. And sometimes we even hear others say that when we have fear present in our life, we lack a faith in God. I I don't necessarily think that's true. I think fear comes from this place of not feeling safe. And maybe we're not seeing the safety precautions God has put in place for us. So I want you to imagine that fear and faith are a balancing act. You are the tightrope walker about to walk out on a rope suspended 50 feet in the air. You begin your act with keeping your head high, remembering every step from training, and hearing the words of your trainer over and over again. You got this. Keep your eyes up. Those first few steps come with ease. And a few minutes go by. You're about halfway to the other side when a fly zooms past your face, startling you. That was absolutely not planned. (laughs) The rope under you sways a bit. You look down for a split second, out of habit, and before you know it, you can't regain your balance. Your body begins to descend and panic sets in. This is it. You are going to splat on the ground and fear comes over you. But suddenly you feel netting around you, suspending you in the air and keeping you from your demise. You may have fallen off the tightrope, but you didn't fall to your death. As the tightrope walker, we know the actions of having faith. We practice by going to church or keeping basic morals like not stealing or killing, and maybe. Even we remember those Bible verses we memorized in Sunday School a long time ago. We may not devote our whole lives to the act, but we do it just enough to call ourselves the tightrope walker. If we can see the path and practice enough, we can get there without falling. We have found safety in ourselves and what we can see and do. We certainly do not practice the circumstances that barge into our space unexpectedly the things that throw our whole plan off and cause us to readjust our posture. These things cause us to lose sight of our end goal and look to ourselves to fix the problems and rise from within. But these are the moments where true faith is grown. It's from perseverance and knowing when I fall, God was the trainer reminding me where to keep my gaze, and he's also the safety net waiting for me. No matter what I try to do by planning ahead or trying to fix anything in the moment, God saw what would happen before I did and set a plan in place for my safety. And by now, you're probably saying, but Liz, why, why even walk the tightrope? I like being comfortable where I am, and I hate heights. Same. Here's the deal. Many people will sit on the sidelines their whole life watching other Christians grow in their faith and make moves in their communities, and maybe they'll even claim their growth without the training or circumstances that leads to true growth. In the first instance that something rocks their faith, they let fear consume them, and this often leads to them leaving the Christian community thinking God never loved them in the first place, or they question who God says he is when bad things happen. None of us are guaranteed a life free of unforeseen circumstances. But those who trust in the Lord have a place to find safety and rest from this world. And while our human nature tends to fear and let that fear control us in our actions, it's in God's nature to be a safe place for us to be protected. Knowing and trusting that the God who loves you will also protect you in every circumstance, Comes from the relationship you build with him. And relationships take time and they take conversations to get to know each other. And we really have to experience him more than just on a Sunday morning to really see his character and who he is. And by building that relationship and getting to know who he is, you will find it easier to let go of control to him. And on a side note on this, My husband and I have not always gone to church in a very strict manner, but I can tell you from our personal experiences that building that relationship at home is so important, especially during the pandemic when churches weren't necessarily open. God was still available and right there through the Bible, and it was just really comforting for us. But I really want to share this story with you of Paul and Silas. It's one of my favorites in the New Testament for several reasons, but here's the scene in Acts chapter 16. And as this is our first Monday motivation, you are going to find out that I just love context. I love history. I love to know what actually happened in the Bible days. I don't want to just read a verse and find how it like relates to my life right now. I want to know what happened back then. So just so you know, um, Historically speaking, when there were no synagogues around, Jews would typically meet outdoors to pray by running water. And not that that's like hugely important, but I just think part of the story, just seeing that like Paul and Silas were walking outside. They were walking along the road. And what happens is they meet a slave girl who was possessed by an evil spirit and her spirit predicted the future. And her owners sold her fortune-telling services to others. And for a few days, as Paul and Silas would go meet in this place of prayer, she followed them around shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, day after day after day. And Paul became really troubled by this. So he turned around and said, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the Spirit left her. We read on to see that her owners were furious at Paul. So they drug him to the authorities where both him and Silas were wrongfully treated, flogged, and thrown into prison with stocks around their feet. And I just sit here and I'm like, I'm sure Paul and Silas didn't start their day thinking, I'm going to go pray and then I'll get thrown in prison, you know? But in verse 25, it says around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and other prisoners were listening. And suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. All of the prison doors flew open and every chain came loose. The jailer woke up and when seeing the doors were open, he drew his sword to end his own life, thinking the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, do not harm yourself. We are all here. So the jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. And that hour of the night, the jailer took them to be washed And then immediately, he and his family were baptized. And we read this, and I just, I see several instances where fear could have really set in for Paul and Silas. First, they encountered an evil spirit, and the spirit was demonic. And this is the history part and just learning through scripture. So it was described as the python spirit, which was a mythical snake that worshipped Delphi, or Delphi, I'm really not sure how to say that (laughs) but this spirit would take control of a person's body and it seemed like a ventriloquist act and that really just blows my mind so the second instance where fear could have set in was when paul cast out the demon like that was a bad thing the owners took them to the authorities demanding they be punished because the owners were mad that the person they were getting money off of their slave was not profitable anymore Thirdly, they were flogged, which means they were probably publicly stripped and then beaten. And lastly, not only were they thrown into jail, but they were fastened to stocks, which were often used for torture. And this just blows my mind. Like, how quickly did their day go from freedom to pray with other believers to being imprisoned in such a brutal way? And it's, it's like the unforeseen circumstances in our own lives. So... Paul and Silas could have chosen to sleep that night or be angry with God for not protecting them before they were harmed. Instead, they chose to pray to the Lord and sing praises to him. And they kept their faith even through this trial when things seemed really bleak. Often in the Old Testament, we see in the Psalms David asking God to not forget his people and to continue to hear their prayers. But in this instance, in the New Testament, we aren't seeing a specific prayer. We do see God answer their prayers and praises rather quickly. And I personally think the difference of the Holy Spirit and how powerful he is in our prayers and in our lives. But not only were they set free from the stocks and the jail doors open, they were able to share the gospel with the jailer. He then repents brings them to his home, his family repents, and all of them were baptized. Verse 34 says, the jailer was filled with joy because he had become to believe in the Lord. This was also before the next morning. Like, we go from midnight, Paul and Silas being bound by the stocks, to like probably 6 a.m. being free men again and having made friends with the jailer. (laughs) What evil intended as harm to Paul and Silas ended up being a tool that God used to reach that Roman jailer and his family. And had Paul leaned into his fear from the situation, we wouldn't have seen God's evident hand in it and how he persevered through it. And that perseverance not only gives him wisdom to work through future situations, but also see how God can use those situations to meet other people for his glory. All right, so we're going to tie it all together. Fear may not mean a lack of faith in God. Could mean that you don't see the safety that God provides. And if this is you, I highly encourage you to deep dive into his word and begin growing your relationship with him. Or maybe you used to have a pretty strong relationship with God and you've gotten out of that and you just feel kind of further from him, so Giving him that control and trusting in his promises seems kind of crazy or seems like you can't do it. And hey, that's okay. The first thing is just starting where you are. Dive into his word, begin growing your relationship with him. And when you establish that relationship, it's easier to trust that he has your back, especially when you see how he's always protected and provided for his people. Jesus says in John 10, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. And do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. And that just fills me with so much peace. That the world may be full of chaos, and I have a tendency to control it. But ultimately, through whatever happens, God provides he is safe, he holds the victory. Jesus brought us peace, he gives us peace, and I do not have to fear. So friends, I hope this was encouraging to you. This is part of my Monday motivation segment that I hope to have probably less than 15 minute devotionals every Monday just to give us some encouragement for the week and help you in your walk with Christ. I appreciate you listening in this week. We're just going to have the Monday Motivation segment. Next week, we're going to be doing Monday Motivation. And then on Wednesday, there's going to be a longer segment with more of a topic that will be more posted on that in the next couple of days. But I just want to say thank you for listening in wherever you're listening at if you have the opportunity to like or share or give it a review i would appreciate that i hope you have a great week